show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests in music and reviews Game of Thrones, why Nona too? Promise there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And I'm still feeling those 17 spins we did with Penny, y'all. Tara. <laughs> <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to go into the mail sack. We've got some nerd news and we're going to talk about WandaVision. WandaVision! But first, uh, yeah, you said it, Tara. I'm still f- recovering from Friday night's um no peanut live event that we uh <laughs> that penny hosted over at the z night retreat um facebook page uh it was an interesting night mm-hmm. it was um we had a good time it was a lot of fun <laughs> i drank beer and then we took that shot and mine was a fireball whiskey and then i drank wine always a good idea yeah it's a good combo and then yeah then i was challenged to spin around 15 times and they'd say place hestia but then two spins were added on the end of that. I don't know why at the last. Pretty second, sure but it didn't. Those really uh, did me in. Oh, I'm the not last sure two. why mm-hmm. the last two were added, but it's it was not fun easy. to watch. <laughs> <laughs> there were some pretty slow spins, but okay, I guess you it try it. <laughs> seventeen spins. Uh, you did get good. up and Maybe do later. seventeen sober spins right now. <laughs> Tell me how you feel after. <laughs> if I had done that, I, I would have gotten. I would have gotten sick for sure. So I'm glad I'm glad that was your challenge mm-hmm. and not mine. I think I were I lucked out by not being in LA and so I had a limited stash of alcohol. So I pretty much just mm. stuck to some coconut on my butt. And I, I looked later and I had a fairly low alcohol content. I, <laughs> it never really hit me and I felt fine the next day. So I think mm. that was well Good played. For you. Well, yeah, nice it wasn't job. intentional. <laughs> I didn't realize until I kept drinking. I was like, I'm not feeling a lot. So yeah, it looked like someone had ransacked my house yes. after because there was like like alcohol everywhere. The kitchen was a mess looking for items. My bedroom was a mess. Yeah, I it had like a somebody came in. Slipper on my dining table. <laughs> and wow. Socks randomly thrown from the least sexy strip tease. Oh, that's when true. When I had to <laughs> take right. off of my sock with my teeth. That's right. Wow. It was an eventful night. Hmm. was we had a good time no regrets <laughs> no a few regrets. maybe a couple, a couple. No maybe a couple yeah <sighs> all right so oh we should also mention that we're recording this on sunday it is betty white's 99th birthday today happy birthday betty god bless her Amazing. i'm so glad she's still happy around birthday, betty. 99 yeah. unbelievable 99 uh, there's a really cool uh, documentary about Betty on Netflix. If you want to check it out, I don't know what it's called, but look it up. It's Betty. <laughs> Can't be that hard. To Betty find. White, Netflix, and uh, it kind of gives you. And I, I learned like the first part of her career was mostly doing live television. I didn't know that. So, um, yeah, she's she's a. He was around when treasure. that was the thing. Yeah, Why that was, was it. the thing. She. Um... I feel like she. I think the show that she started on, they did like eight hours a day, just live. Yeah. Eight hours a just, day. <laughs> just un, an unbelievable amount of just live. T- her and some other couple guys just kind of hmm. doing, hmm. oh, what's going on today, guys? What are we doing? Wow. And then she hosted and produced a, another live show. And she, one of um, one of the performers she would have on all the time was this, this young 
black guy who's a dancer and the the industry uh the studio was pushing back they're like yeah we don't want you to have you know this is in the 50s uh so you can imagine what that was like um and she's like nope he stays i think eventually they canceled it um and partly wow. because she she wouldn't budge so good for you betty uh, yeah i think she's done betty just, is just she it worked out for betty here's what mm-hmm. i wonder what happened to the executives so that try to get her to cancel and and look where Betty White ended up. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing she won that, uh, that <laughs> deal. But who knows? Exactly. to say. Yeah. Betty's the winner. So, yes, happy birthday, Betty. And we love you. And, oh, man, hopefully she'll be around forever. Maybe maybe she's made some sort of pact. I was thinking the other with- day, the, the day that I see her name trending, and she, I don't even want to say the words. It's not because it's yeah. her birthday. I, I'm i going to be – it's like her, and Dolly, her and Dolly Parton I'm, yeah. will be pretty – upset that's that's gonna yeah. be bad I, it's, it's gonna be brutal i like that she said she was spending her birthday feeding the two ducks that come to visit her i that's love right. i have her book betty white and her animal friends i think it's called <laughs> and it's <laughs> like she writes all these she's huge into animal like you know rescue yeah. and the whole bit she Huge has, advocate. she goes yeah. to zoos or you know like places and visits the animals there and it's like a book of her stories about animals she's met not like dogs and cats but like any kind of animals and fret like elephant friends and it's like got all these pictures of her with them i was like oh my god that's like the sweetest book ever she's the so, best yeah happy birthday all right happy birthday betty <laughs> all right tara let's open up that mail sack all right i organized my desk today guys so maybe it'll be a little easier to get down in oh, there great. okay Excellent. all right we got we got four emails today oh, for sack. males oh <laughs> whoa <laughs> um, lots of letters is what i'm saying right that uh-huh right. oh the, the letters right yes. mm-hmm. uh so i'll start with this one from mish is it mish mish mish, it's mish. mish? okay please let us know if that was right or, or wrong um <laughs> it's titled magic the gathering <laughs> this is in response to our discussion last week about trying to put together some kind of game, um, kind of Dungeons and Dragons-esque, and we'll get to that later. Um, but uh, she had had the, something to say. She said, okay, so my proposal for your queer lady battle royale doesn't really fit with the subject line, but I couldn't resist the pun. And we're glad that you didn't <laughs> resist. because that's. And I think we have to call whatever we do magic the gathering or something the, the that's overall, pretty good yeah it works the, you know if we do this multiple times um so <laughs> what i think we need is a march madness style bracket system single elimination tournament like march madness there would be four regions that participants would see be seated into to start with in order to keep overpowered characters from unfairly knocking out badass regular uh, mortal ones too early i propose those be access to magic, access to superpowers, access to sci-fi weaponry slash augments could possibly be a real life person. <laughs> these, these suggestions we got are awesome. They're, they're so detailed. So that would know, put amazing. Willow in the magic bracket. Okay. Mm. You're going to have to help me out what, what her name was from Andromache, Andromache. the drama key. Just call her Andy. Okay, Andy from the Old Guard would be, and I loved her character too, Andy from the Old Guard would be in the superpowers bracket. Root, due to her connection to the machine, would be in sci-fi, and Shaw would be a potential real-life person. Then you just have to figure out how to seed them with those regions. For example, I'd seed Shaw higher than Rosa Diaz, Wonder Woman higher than Andy, and knock Mm. them out one by one until you're left with the final four four, Mm. four of badassery. 
From there, you could either call it a day or reason out a battle between them to get the ultimate winner, whether or not you take it seriously. Oh, we do. For example, <laughs> rather than going to the obvious route of an overpowered immortal winning against a mere a mere mortal, I'd argue that, say, Shaw could beat any magic user who might win that bracket just by faking her own death, disappearing, mm. and showing up when least suspected with a terrible pun <laughs> and a handgun. Just, That's my thought. just you know, more elaborate and ridiculous than I can come up with. But that's why you're the podcast host and not me. Mm. This is for Mish, whose pro shawl bias is clearly showing. Hey, yeah, a little bit. Hey, oh, that's there's nothing wrong with that. Shaw is badass. I like it, and I think so. You know, the idea of coming down to four, you know, a winner from each bracket. I like that. Then maybe because some of them will be you know, like, for instance, if we use Shaw as an example, she's immortal and Root is sci-fi. Okay. You know, you could, you well, could, hold on, hold yeah. on. You could, you could then become a power duo. So then you could put Willow and Root together against Andy mm. and Shaw. Root is so not going to battle Shaw. All right. Well, then let's use it. How about Nicole Hot? Like Nicole Hot. And they didn't oh, battle well, okay. to the death. Right. They're like okay. battled until they're entwining and then everyone just. Okay, that's good. They did kind of bad. They didn't really like each other. First. Really <laughs> okay, that works. Fr- friend, uh, enemies to friends, mm-hmm. enemies well. to lovers. Mm. <laughs> uh, I like this. Mish, this is, uh, I, I like the idea of a bracket system. Yeah, that would be really fun um, to design too. Yeah. I would see like on a huge wall, just like brackets of. Yeah. So Mish, go ahead and start working on those designs. <laughs> And uh, we'll wait for that. <laughs> but no, thank you, Mish. This is great. Yeah. This is definitely, this is so far, this is one of uh, one of the best ideas we've come up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Well, I got one more, and then I'll let you guys take the sack. Uh, Tracy <laughs> says, Aloha, ladies. Love your podcast so much. I started listening because of the Winona Earp content, which I actually found Winona on Netflix back in 2019, but only recently started nerding out on it. I'm a nerd about a lot of things you folks talk about. I'm listening to <laughs> DC Fandom, Winona Earp, and Mary D. You folks talk about Nerd HQ, which I wish I attended one, and Zachary Levi in the episode. That would be cool if you had him on the podcast. It was Chuck and that Zach starred in plus himself that showed me being a nerd is cool. Chuck also had a passionate fan base that had to save the show a few times. That's true. I forgot Mm. about that. Um, Mm. Thank you so much. Don't mind my writing. I hope it's not hard to read. It sure wasn't. Uh, And she says, mahalo for Hawaii, Tracy. So she's from Hawaii. I feel like that's cool. I feel like that's a dig on me. Don't mind my writing. Hope it's not too hard to read. (laughs) It wasn't hard for me. I'll say that. I can't <laughs> say how Cat would have done. Um, well, mahalo, Tracy. Thanks for mahalo. writing. Yeah. And when can we come visit? Exciting. We'd I, love to visit. Yeah. <laughs> what part of Hawaii do you live in? Um, <laughs> <laughs> they we will not let us on the Hawaii. island right now. That's for sure. No. no. That's true. It might be a while. We yep. would not be opposed to have, having Zachary Levi on. The yeah. Show. I love Zachary oh, Levi. Yeah. And I'm just so sad when nerd HQ stopped being at comic con just for logistical reasons <laughs> and a lot, you know, I'm sure it's yeah. really expensive, he was, but he's was great. Just, he was just so great. Um, so I'm excited. Is to nerd see HQ s- still sort of like a thing? Do they, they do podcasts or anything? Like I think that? it's morphed into something else now. He still got it. Lead something. I don't know if it's called nerd HQ anymore, um, but I- I'll have to look that up because that, yeah, I got to figure it out. They do a lot. They still do stuff, though. Cool. I will hand the sack, pass the sack, 
Okay. I'm going to pass that sack. Silently open the sack. <laughs> Gently, you mean. Gently and silently open the sack. And we have an email from Sarah who says, hello. So I know this is not a movie or TV series, though I would love it to be. I wanted to ask if any of you have read Gideon the Ninth. I have not. I have not, personally. No. Looking back on my 2020, this for me was a particular bright spot. I fangirled so hard over the main character and am completely obsessed with, oh, Tamsin Muir's writing? Um, Sounds right. Okay. I've listened to the audiobook and read the print version, and I'd like to say the audiobook is an experience that definitely shouldn't be missed. The book reminds me of Xena in several ways. It has the ability to make me laugh out loud one minute and cry the next. So, if lesbian necromancers in space <laughs> seem like a good time, I'd love for you guys to read it and nerd out to it in a podcast. Ah. Refresh my memory. What is a necromancer? Uh, it means you can bring back the dead. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, that sounds like fun. Let me just read a little bit of, of the plot here. I just Googled. Oh. Gideon the Ninth is set in a galactic empire of nine planets, each ruled oh. by a noble house that practices its own unique type of necromancy. Although oh. advanced technology exists, the nine houses pri- primarily rely on necromancy in combat, uh, fought with close combat weapons. Um, oh. The emperor is immortal and worshipped as a god. Uh, okay. Oh. The protagonist, Gideon... Nave, Nav, is an orphan who was adopted by the Ninth House. Hmm. She's raised in indentured servitude and represents the Ninth House. She's trained as a warrior. Okay. Okay. I'd be into this. You know, I'm looking for another book. I have, I'm on my third reread of um, the Ryuria Chronicles, uh, Michael hmm. J. Sullivan. But there's like 12 books total in the whole series. But that's a great one, too. But I've, So I, I've been kind of putting off looking for another one because I love that one so much. But if... If, especially if there's lesbians in space and <laughs> sure, magic like type stuff. I mean, I'm all about that. That's And I love an audiobook, so yes. I, would, I would more likely listen to the audiobook yeah. than read because I like to and That's what I'm doing with uh, Ryuria, too. It's uh, it's an audiobook, and it is. It's like an experience unto itself. It is it's really awesome. when you get somebody great, just like the Harry Potter audiobooks, it's a completely different experience than reading it yourself. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Sarah B. Yeah, I'll check. I'll check that out. All right, Wendy. Can I have the sack? Can you throw it over here? There you go. Heads up. Whoa! Hey, oh. Oh. I got it. I got it. Okay. Good catch. All right. So we have we have an email from AK. You guys remember AK? I I did, of course. Do. <laughs> she says, "Oh, for the love of badass lesbians." Well, that was a roller coaster of a ride of a cast. Very cool. A smorgasbord episode. I think she's talking about last week's episode. She says, thanks, Snopplings. I like that, I have by to the say, way. Snopplings. I like it too. Snopplings. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, that's great. I have to say, I was really relieved you didn't gloss over the recent riot. As a matter, as a matter of personal policy, I generally avoid too much news. Once a day is plenty ta. And Tom means thank you. I know ah. that. My, mo- my mom used to say well done. I mean, news, news wise anyways, but I happened upon the madness as it went down and I couldn't stop watching. Even though you're in, you're in no way a political podcast, I appreciated your addressing it just briefly and your voice of reason. Different <laughs> political opinions shouldn't ever mean everyone can't meet on whatever common ground we have, right? Polarization does not, that's a big one, polarization <laughs> does not does no one any favors thanks for saying it even if most of people yeah. you're 
you're reaching might reasonably be presumed <laughs> to be a bunch of lefty queer women. Yeah. I think you're probably right. I don't probably think we're like so. changing minds or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. But if we can reach just one. Yeah, just one. Exactly. She also says, I love it when there's a rant, whether an official Wendy rant or a passing of the mic. Sorbo, what a total dot, dot, dot. I love the restrained elegance of Peanut. Lucy Lawless never fails to impress, incidentally. What the fuck? I just, <laughs> uh, just dropping that you've hung out <laughs> at her place, but not giving us a story? Question mark, Cat, you're such a tease. <laughs> well, if you want to read all about it, get Mary D's book. It's oh. one of the chapters I, re- I wrote has all to do with me meeting lucy and spending time with her and how i ended up being her mc at the roxy for cool. three years in a row. buy that book it's still available what's it called xena their courage <laughs> changed our world yes get the pronouns right right is that the thing <laughs> that I, had, her I, I had to our world no okay there yeah <laughs> i had to i had to check the book forever there. um okay so then ak goes on to uh, you know, she she kind of brought up the idea of this this uh badassery tournament that we had talked about doing, and she she kind of reminded us that we we wanted to do it. And I'm we're not going to read this whole email because it is ten pages long. But it's AK very spent a, She spent a lot of time thinking about how we should do this tournament, and she goes on to, uh, as an example, she she assigns these point this point system to an exa- like a bunch of characters as an example so she does evil willow she does norma willow she does andy she does hot she does shaw xena tara from buffy waverly wow she she spent so much time coming up with this point system and the whole how it would work <laughs> and some I, of the categories she <laughs> named for this rock hardness yes. Epic hotness, sensitivity slash heart, <laughs> combat yes. skills, powers, honor slash righteousness slash morality, and evidence lesbianist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. Um, so this is so impressive. And they're all signed and... points. <laughs> oh, yeah. this is like the Dungeons and Dragons side. And then we got Magic the Gathering. Right. And then, you know, this is more definitely like the point system. You, mm-hmm. We get to roll the die. Is that... I mean, I would like to 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 call the die in, mm-hmm. the die, a, a twenty sided die into it. Um, so I think what we should maybe think about doing is a combination of a g- gathering <laughs> and this D and D style matchup mm-hmm. system. So AK and Mish, whenever you guys can figure that out, <laughs> you send us some. Know. Yeah, send us the rules for approval. And we'll get going on this. She, but like, this is just... When, I mean, she's talking Bo. She's talking Lauren. She's talking Batwoman, Alex, Danvers, Lexa, Clark, uh, Villanelle, Valkyrie. Uh, Batwoman. Oh, my God. I, there's so many that we probably it's, never would have thought of. No, this is impressive. Rock so, hardness specifically only expresses <laughs> how they respond to a beating because the, invener- <laughs> the invulnerability scale comes into powers now. Uh, oh, my God. This is so good. It's very elaborate. We're so impressed, AK. It's, it's Thank like, you for doing this. Seen, like, it's very Dungeons impressive. and Dragons like guidebook that like, kind of like guides you through the stories and yeah. sets up all the characters for you. Totally. Um, this is it. And then you get to pick one. It, it's Yeah, it's so good. It's so thorough. And it, she would be our dungeon master. That's Yes. She would be. She'd be our DM for sure. Um, yeah. So, no, we're just – thank you, AK, so much for putting the time into this. And we will, we're going to definitely try to use – part of your hard work into whatever we end up doing. So don't worry. This is all, this is, this is not, you know, it's not for nothing. 
Yes, not in vain. So thank you. You're amazing. By the way, snoplings made me think of another. Uh, what about snop tarts? Was tart snop- to uh, tarts? Yeah, snop tarts. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like pop tarts. Yes. It's cute. Yeah. Snop tarts. Cool. But tart kind of can somehow have a connotation. <laughs> take that back. But it we makes me own but the it tarts. Me, I like snoplings and snop tarts. Snoplings is cute. Snoplings is pretty fun. I like snoplings. Right. <laughs> so I, I'm reading more into AK here. She says, okay, so no 20-sided dice, but I think it could work. So I'm thinking if we want to just roll the dice die for fun, we could yeah. just like add like a little, oh, this is your bonus roll. And oh, some sort of bonus. Mm. Get, like, well, maybe and- like you get to make out with some this person like, and it's, we involve okay. some kind of like fun crossover events. And we don't have to use 20-sided. We could do, you know, there's 12, 8, 4. There's all kinds of sided dice. So. We could incorporate a roll into this. I like rolling. Mm-hmm. I am going to have to be educated on how all the dice and the numbers <laughs> work. Because I've never played anything uh, like yeah, We this. might have to pull in an actual expert on well, I'm, yeah, I'm actually, magic. I will say I'm currently in a campaign. <gasps> I'm, I've am i been pulled back into some, some D, uh, D&D. Oh. So my, my dice knowledge is, is pretty pretty spot on. Strong all right. this one. Okay. <laughs> That's right. My dice game is strong. <laughs> cool so yeah we're gonna so it's gonna be great this is gonna be i fun. am too i just i'm a bit overwhelmed at this point i, like, I know I'm like this sure. will take a breakdown like we'll have to print out individual because she outlines each category like again like what rock hardness means what so you know the yeah uh the heart and the oh i'm excited it's a lot it's definitely a thinking right. game you couldn't get too drunk while playing it <laughs> which is not good for us yeah. like, i feel like th- there will be drinking involved Oh, yeah. How can we add, like, a take a shot when this happens? <laughs> no? Okay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> It'll get messy. <laughs> All right. Well, the mail sack is done. But, guys, we have our very first voicemail. Ooh. As hmm. we talked about last week, we have a website now. And on that website, you can leave us voicemail. So let's give it a listen. Hi, ladies. It's Tara, also known as T2. I just had to try out the voicemail feature of your new website. And hopefully only one recording comes through because if you're anything like me, I kind of screwed up a few times and had to erase and re-record and second guess myself. So I really don't want to sound like a dummy, but I love the feature and I'm so excited to be able to leave messages like this because sometimes that might just be a little faster than email. So I hope you're doing well. I had a lot of fun on Friday at the Z night hangout that you hosted with Penny and just look forward to more episodes. Talk to you soon. Bye. That's cool. That's fun. That is faster than email for, you know, like, and they can read cool. their own emails. Like we don't, you don't have to hear yeah, much of our voices that's reading true. emails. You can yeah, get, deliver great. your own email. Boy, wow. And I, and I it like seems that. like if you mess it up, you can just do it again. Apparently, <laughs> Apparently. so. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So thanks T2. And yeah, if you go to the website in the, the very bottom right corner, a little microphone icon shows up. You just click on it. You record your message and it sends it to us. And that's all you got to do. Super easy. We really so, like drunk dials too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, call us when you're drunk. Definitely play those we for sure. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> or when you're right. lonely. Or right. Uh, and now nerd news. Nerd news. Nerd news. I repeat, we have breaking nerd, nerd news. news. Nerd news. Breaking right. news. <laughs> sort Did of. you know? I guess hmm. it's been rumor for a while that Barbie 
is queer. I won't say <laughs> lesbian. I don't want to put her in a box. You know, I'm not, you know, yeah, like, don't, put, bar- don't put Barbie in a box. So I guess it's been speculation. Of course, there's been a lot of speculation about Ken since the beginning of time. Oh, yeah. Since he <laughs> first showed up. Because Ken. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's kind of <laughs> because Ken is Ken. Uh, it's been tre- it was trending on Twitter before back in 2017, a photo shoot um, of the doll where Barbie is wearing a Love Wins t-shirt alongside a doll version of the designer of the apparel, Ally Amy Song. And this so information cute. comes from the advocate. I will let you know, by the way, the dolls are depicted sitting next to each other on a bed, going on a walk and dining hmm. all point to a possible romance. User <laughs> <Either> say. <laughs> uh, and then we got a post uh, from Song herself. And Song, Amy Song, uh, she, it's a doll version of herself. And she makes these, t- right. these t-shirts. That's pretty cool in its own right. Uh, you have your yeah. own doll version. Uh, whose shirts benefited LGBTQ plus young people added to the speculation when she declared I am the girlfriend and her own Twitter post. <laughs> she included hmm. a photograph of herself holding the doll of herself in the same shirt. Adorable. Then we got an <laughs> update or then Mattel confirmed it essentially. Oh, what'd they say? They confirmed it? It says Mattel confirmed that Barbie, uh, hold on now, hold on. And now Mattel has taken it one step further, giving Barbie her first girlfriend. Yes, Barbie came out this huh. week. Official photographs of mm. Barbie and her new girlfriend were featured. Instagram page, and they're both pictured sporting marriage equality and LGBT, LGBTQ awareness love wench t-shirts. Huh. And that's on like the official Mattel Instagram They said account? the Mattel wow. Instagram. Uh, okay. Barbie, Barbie gay. <laughs> or queer. Maybe, or, or maybe pan. She, just, maybe has Barbie's a, she pan. just has a girlfriend. Yeah. Whatever. Doesn't mean you gotta be a thing. Just, it's just, you know. <laughs> well, congratulations, Barbie. And of course, it goes on to say, Barbie is not the only Mattel doll to be the subject of gay rumors. Her chiseled ex-boyfriend, Ken, has faced speculation <laughs> since 1961 in his debut. And wow. the recent release of a merman version is not, <laughs> it's not helping <laughs> It's not open. Merman. You know what's great about Ken and Barbie is that, yeah, they dated and it didn't work out, right. but they're still best it friends. them realize, like, what, yeah. you know. They're, they're better friends. Feeling. Than, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm <laughs> Congratulations to all the dolls. Yes. I hope, <laughs> I, I hope Be it, yourselves. I hope, <laughs> I hope it works out. <laughs> all right. Well, there's some big news in the Star Wars universe. Right now, it's just a rumor. But if it's true, it's kind of epic. And it, it sort of makes sense um, if it is true. So according to giantfreakingrobot.com, they have a insider source in Lucasfilm. And they the source says that Lucasfilm is working towards adapting Heir to the Empire. Now, Heir to the Empire is the first book in the... Thrawn trilogy and it was the first anything to do with Star Wars that came out after Return of the Jedi that was official Star Wars material mm-hmm. I guess you could say and Wendy do you want to feel old do you want to know do you, do you remember when these books came out I'm gonna guess it was around 1990 it was 1991 right. which is 30 years ago 
Isn't that upsetting? That's upsetting. I I was in high school when these came out and it was a big deal because we, you know, as Star Wars fans, we are, we were not being fed anything. Yeah, I think we, had I think we talked just, about that last week, how there was like that we did. period of, between the last movie and the, yeah. where they re-released yeah. the them. dark times of Star Wars. Where there wasn't <laughs> much out it there. Was, it was a desert. So, and this um, was huge. Like these books shot to the top of the bestseller list, right? I mean, it, it was, I think it's absolutely. what showed people that there was still an appetite out there for Star Wars. And after these books came out because of that success, there were hundreds of books and comics that so started many. to roll out. So many. And it was impossible to keep track of all of them. And I don't know that they all kind of acknowledged each other. Like it was all kind of I feel like the books, spread out. I feel like the books in some capacity did. And I think there was like, there were mm. a lot of people that took this to be the, all right, this is the canon for what happened after Return of the Jedi. And mm. then Lucasfilm came around, and I guess when Disney took over and they decided to make sequels, they said, Nope, we're wiping all no. that out. None no, of that. No. Not, not which, canon. Which is fine. You know what? I'm fine with that just because, look, if you want that to be your canon, that's your canon. But there's no way Disney was going to put all this money into Star Wars and say, well, we're kind of stuck with having to follow what has already been done. Sure. They're not, they're, they were never going to just not want to do whatever they wanted to do. You no, know, there could just be course. a bunch of alternate universes like there is yeah, in exactly. you know, DC you and Marvel. The written, the written form, well, okay. And, you know. And what they call those now is is Star Wars Legends. It's like, ah. oh, the legend of all mm. the stuff. It's not necessarily I true, see. but mm-hmm. it's like full Very. So this isn't a big leap because Grand Admiral Thrawn, which is, he's it's the Thrawn trilogy, so you mm-hmm. can imagine. He, he weighs heavily in these books. He is mentioned in an episode of Mandalorian on season two as he's the guy that Osaka Tano is going to hunt for. Right. So we know he exists in this timeline, of, you know, this version of Star Wars. And uh, I'll read you some of the article. The Mandalorian and many of the upcoming Star Wars shows are headed towards a big crossover event. That crossover event will culminate in an adaptation of the book, Heir to the Empire. Uh, Lucasfilm has learned a lot from watching Marvel. And one of the big keys to Marvel's roadmap is that they had a plan from the beginning. Yeah. Heir to the Empire is Star Wars's first Avengers movie. So... It makes sense that this is sort of, you know, when, when Heir to the Empire, and it sounds like it's going to be, is it going to be a movie or a TV show? Maybe a movie. I don't know. Crossover movie event? I don't know. I mean, Who it, knows? I, you know what? It'll probably depend on how the reception is and how confident they feel like people are, are into it and how yeah. they can deliver it. Sure. And by that Here's time, the they'll have up. all these other shows that have been out. And yeah. They, they'll have a lot of doing. Um, here's the thing, though you pull this off, you're going to have to either digitally recreate or recast Han, Luke, Leia. Now, you already have young versions of Han and Lando. At your dis- right. I can't remember if Lando was a part of the trilogy. I feel like he, he probably is. was. He's, yeah. a, he's a big part of it. I almost okay. sent you guys well, this article to, for today uh, but the deep fake of Millie Bobby oh Brown as, as young Leia, as like just amazing. reprising the character from... Uh, mm. Yeah, uh, it, it is. It's, great. it's amazing. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, uh, just Google like deep fake. They're not side by side. It's so out. hard to tell. Yeah, deep fake, Millie Bobby Brown. What is it? They I would buy just... it. I would be into that. If somebody created a deep fake and they replaced Billy, was it Billy? Bo- How do you, what's her name? Billy Millie, Bobby Brown. Bobby, no, Millie Bobby Brown. Brown. <laughs> Bobby Brown. <laughs> Millie Bobby 
So Millie Bobby is her first I name. Know. I don't know. That's like she just uses so, her yeah, real Millie name. Bobby Brown. Yeah. So Millie Bobby Brown. Say the whole thing. They replace that. her. Um, they put her into some scenes from the original three trilogies, mm-hmm. the original three movies, and it's Wendy. It's uncanny. Yeah. It's I'm like they, I could get into that, and I love her anyway. So if if they had to recast today, they would. Well, here's well, the she thing: she has though. to grow up a bit, though. She's a little too young. Hey, she's young, she, and if this takes, but place, not by the time place, that they put those out, she'll be like almost right around. Well, remember though, Leia was, you know, well, I guess Leia's technically late twenties, early thirties, supposedly for Return of the Jedi. Because what was she like about eighteen, nineteen, maybe when Star In Wars and wasn't Return yeah. supposed to be set like. Like I think there was supposed to be like three years between each, maybe. Okay. So if that's true, then that'd put her like what twenty six to twenty eight or something. Mid twenties. Yeah. yeah well, for return. And if this is supposedly five years after that, and what Millie Bobby Brown's like what fifteen? <laughs> I think she's like seventeen she's, or sixteen. She's a child. Okay. <laughs> so maybe. But anyway. But I'm just saying, Millie Bobby Brown has one of those faces that looks like natalie portman that can look older that just look you know hmm. sure uh, makeup does yeah they can do things with makeup right. but well, no you're right uh wendy I, I think because the original like luke leia and han are obviously a big big part of those thrawn books they have to recast them they can't right. do digital shit like it's they're going to have we to just, recast them yeah i don't want to watch animation if, i mean a little no. bit's fine and if wait if what, you'd is, ask what is me, happening i'm watching this now it the looks like, seriously, two side-by-side shots of Carrie Fisher. No, that's Millie one, Bobby Brown, so I'm saying. The one on the right, I think, is Millie Bobby Brown. Yes, it labels it. says deep fake, and that's Millie Bobby Brown, where they've just imposed her This face. is sorcery. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's uncanny. I don't know what's happening in the world anymore. It, her um, eyes. The yeah. eyes yes. and everything. But look, it's, they it's are still Millie's shaped. eyes, but it's also... Carrie Fisher's it eyes. Looks Have just they digitally like altered her face? I take it. No, I don't think so. No, they do these. So. They've done these before. These deep fakes where Holy essentially, hell. yeah. I mean, it's it's well, as close it's a, with makeup. I'm gonna and, have to look back into that later. But that's, yeah, it's uh, crazy. That is crazy. But yeah, well, there's a there's an avenue. Um, you, you know, you've got you've got already a, a Lando and a Han. You got Lando and Han from the film. Uh, Luke, I feel like. There's always Lando's been speculation of um, Donald Glover's coming back. I didn't realize. Well, Donald's coming back for a show anyway. He's doing there's Lando show. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize. What's the guy's name that plays Bucky Barnes in Avengers? Ooh, Chris, like something Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. Because oh, uh, I didn't realize there's been all sorts of talk about how much he looks <laughs> like uh, Return of the Jedi Luke. If, like if he did his hair like that, mm, and I think oh. there were some, there were some people thinking that if Luke. I think there were like when when we saw that Luke was showing up in Mando, and I think mm. there were some people that thought it might be him mm. at the end of it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I I'd never. I think I'd seen that. Like if you Google his his name and Luke, like there's, I guess he looks a lot like Leader Luke or can look. So yeah. okay, but cool. I don't know. That'd be fun. Nice. Yeah, no. If you'd asked me like five years ago, hey, uh, would you want to see a recast of Luke, Leia, and Han? I'd be like, no, that's blasphemy. But now it's like, no, let's do this. <laughs> now it's <laughs> yeah. exciting. Same. same. There's I'm a, in. There was a in. time I would have said no, but you know what? These stories are fun, and they've done such a great job with them that I, I, you know, if that's what you have to do to make them continue, it's not like, I mean, obviously, they can't do it with the original. I mean, even with Luke doing that, with Mark doing that one thing in Mando, I don't know that right. you could sustain that for like a whole. 
show. Mm-mm. I mean, so I, I would be, no, it would be know, too weird. Yeah, I'm sure it's very costly. <laughs> it's costly. You just don't get as good of a performance. I mean, he was no. barely moving in that. It's just not the same. Yeah. yeah. It's just not the same. So yeah, I, I'd be all right with it. I'd be all right. I mean, don't remake star Wars, but if you're mm-hmm. extending no. No, the story no. and you have to recast. Yeah. Okay. Well, and they're definitely going to have to kind of um, adjust Air of the Empire because there's some stuff that happens in the in the book that contradicts what happens really? in the the sequels. Yeah, well, you know, oh, Leia's, preg- Leia's pregnant in Air of the Empire. Spoiler: <laughs> Leia's pregnant in Air of the Empire. She has twins, so okay, we know that she true. didn't have twins. That's true, unless they somehow keep that a secret and the, the the girl twin doesn't live. I don't know. They'd have to they'd have to do some tweaking. Hmm. And that the Mar Jade character, she's a badass character. I wonder if she's gonna show up and running around the Mandalorian uh timeline. Like there's there's a lot of potential here. So hmm. I'm super excited. And we're not, you know, Star Wars just like the Avengers, uh Marvel stuff. Sebastian shit's gonna go Stan on forever. Oh my god. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's oh, freaky whoa. too. I that's mean freaky. they put his they put his face in Mark's hair and stuff, but you can right, see well, that can be done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, makeup and hair, weird. Jeez. Yeah, whoa, um, that's weird. So, you know, huh? Okay, there's, there you there's go. enough resemblance that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Anyway. So yeah, more to come. Okay. I can't wait. Bring it. Cool. Well, I had some other news. Um, there's a, a little more issues going on with uh, Ray Fisher and Warner Media. Uh, Ray Fisher, of course, played Cyborg uh, in the original Justice League. uh, And there's been some issues as far as with him and Jeff Johns um, and the president, uh, the DC Entertainment president, Walter Hamada. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just with some inappropriate behavior and uh, racism, um, whereas Ray Fisher filed numerous complaints. um, And he originally posted, was it? To about two years ago, maybe now was a year or two. Was it that long? I don't know the pandemic. I don't have any concepts of time. No, where he, I think it was twenty twenty, basically when when he started to air. Okay, maybe early. Yeah, it happened in two thousand seventeen, but when they were filming. But yeah, he came out on his uh, Twitter and and talked more about uh, the issues that he faced. And so, yeah, his treatment on set yeah. and behind the scenes. And so, this is from Deadline, and it says Warner Media defends Walter Hamada in response to Ray Fisher Twitter blast over his flash dismissal. So, originally, Ray Fisher was supposed to reprise his role as Cyborg in the in the Flash movie, um, but he had been uh, he basically said in that original uh, it, you know outing of all these of airing of grievances and all these things that went on. Um, had said that he didn't want to work on a production that involved Walter Hamada. He didn't think that, you know, he had said, I told him numerous times that my complaints need to be escalated. He did everything to protect Jeff Johns and all the other people involved. Um, and so they wrote him out of the flash, but their rebuttal to this is that uh, essentially saying, uh, and also Ray Fisher's, saying that the, the whole investigation, you know, WB, uh, Warner Media said, hey, we're going to do an investigation into your claims and we're going to make sure it's unbiased. It's going to be a third party. And Ray came back and said, no, I think it has been tampered with. And I still think that Walter Hamada is trying to protect 
uh, Jeff Johns. So there's the original issues on set, and then there are these follow-up issues as far as the investigation goes. Um, so let me get the quote here. Ray posted a very on January 13th. If you want to go to Twitter, I'm not going to read the whole thing. A very in-depth post kind of outlining the original issues and then why that is completely separate from this, the issues with the investigation and what he thinks that Walter Hamada hindering the investigation and how he's disappointed that he's not going to be in the flash, um, but that he will gladly pay that price if it means, you know, that he can openly talk about these things because he feels that's that important. So Warner media has come out swinging in response to the social media posts uh, and the allegations against DC entertainment, president Walter Hamada and his predecessor, Jeff Johns says as Previously stated, an extensive extensive investigation was conducted by an outside law firm led by a formal federal judge who assured Warner Media that there was no impediments to the investigation. Last summer, Mr. Fisher was offer, offered the opportunity to reprise his role as cyborg in The Flash, given a statement that he will not participate in any film associated with Mr. Hamada. Our projection is now moving on. So they kind of put the blame back on him saying, well, mm. we didn't find anything and we were told everything was fine. <laughs> so we're going right. to let you go instead of the other way around. So Warner brothers remains mm-hmm. in business with Jeff Johns, who continues to produce Stargirl, Batwoman, doom patrol, Superman and Lois and Titans for the studio among other projects. So he's got his hands in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, studio also sent in a statement from Ann Sarnoff, the chair and CEO uh, I believe in Walter Hamada and that he did not impede or interfere in the investigation. Furthermore, I have full confidence in the investigation's process and findings. Walter is a well-respected leader known by his colleagues, peers, and me as a man of great character and integrity. As I said in Walter's recent deal extension announcement, I'm excited about where he's taking DC films and look forward to re- working with him and the rest of the team to build out the DC multiverse. So they're going all in on Walter Hamada. Yeah. They, um, they're, not really lending any support to, to Ray and his claims and going the complete opposite direction, not just saying, Hey, we're neutral about this going. Basically they're dig- we don't, they're digging. Believe, yeah. He's more valuable to us than you are. And we believe yeah. him. And yeah. So it's uh, you, again, you can go to Ray Fisher's Twitter to read his original, uh, you know, he posted a picture of basically a lot of different uh, a lot, you know, multiple paragraphs of writing. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think about that stance DC has taken? Well, as a Warner Brothers employee, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I, I would rather not say okay. <laughs> on the record. I mean, but I do support, like, listen, I, as soon as I found out about the story behind Ray's allegations, I started following Ray Fisher. I can't wait to see the Snyder Cut, which apparently features his character a lot more. Um, and that's kind of all that I would like to say about yeah, that. Yeah, and I think clearly there's some opportunity for his character to go on in some form. If they were able to do the Snyder Cut, still feature mm-hmm. him, and completely just basically trash the other Joss Whedon's version. Um, right. So hopefully something, I don't know, I don't want to say something good comes out that's just too weak. But it, I don't. hopefully the truth comes to light and that he can keep going with this character if he wants in a way that's more hmm. that works for everyone. And that is a positive experience. Cause obviously he, no one should have to 
um, deal with that. He did make a really great point and his, I'll just read a little bit of his tweet. Um, and he says, no one in any profession should have to argue with their employer for their claims of abuse, racism, and discrimination to be taken up to the proper chain of command. Cause that was part of his original issue was that he set one of the complaints escalated, but there were people were trying to protect um, these other producers and no one in any position of leadership should attempt to dissuade those wishing to report such claims from doing so. And that's very true. Um, I agree with both of those statements. Right. Uh, you should never try to dis- yeah, dissuade anyone or say, oh, you know, that's not a big deal. But, well, you know, we'll see how it goes. No. Um, Walter's mm-hmm. actions have transformed this narrative from an investigation of onset misconduct in 2000- 2017 to the examination of the present day cover up culture of Hollywood. His contribution mm-hmm. to Warner Brothers Pictures September 4th statement to the rep was false, cowardly and reckless. I maintain that Walter Hamada is unfit for a position of leadership, and I am willing at any point to submit to a polygraph test to support my claims against him. So, yeah, that when you are already having all these transgressions going on at your job on set and you try to report Mm -hmm. them and then you're, again, uh, pushed aside and said, oh, no, it's not important enough or let's just hold off and you're you clearly are trying to protect someone because if nothing happened, then the investigation should, should show that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and any good leader would want everyone to feel comfortable to, to the point, uh, that you do what it takes. So I, I can understand for sure, uh, that frustration. Um, yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that. And that just happened this last week. So we get any more updates. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, Wright Fisher had support of, I don't know. I I haven't followed enough to keep up with like which actors supported him, which you know, like or what their comments were about things that happened on set. Um, I feel like he did get support, if I remember right. It's just interesting. Like you, you know, I think regardless of what's true and what's not, the studio. I feel like yeah, it's definitely this guy brings more to the. DC table than you and Cyborg. So it's mm-hmm. easier for us to just, you know, like you said, go all in on this guy and, yeah. mm-hmm. and you I don't do know what you want to do. But how um, many people outwardly came out in support of Ray, but they certainly didn't come out in support of Joss or Jeff no, Johns or any, no. but any, you know, they certainly right. didn't say, I didn't have any, you know, <laughs> um, at least right. not the people on that production. Some other pe- people exactly. that worked with Joss had, but mm-hmm. not. You weren't there. Right. right. H- how would you know? Like that's such, uh, I, it's very presumptuous to come out and be like, I've worked with him. He was great. Well, because he well, wasn't a dick I also to you. feel like, like yeah, ridiculous. and I feel like it's, but I, I think a lot of people, because I know people that really like him and sure, it's kind of like, I've, the things I've seen in his defense though, like the one, the Walden Wayne one I read was more of like, I wasn't like, he did say that, like I wasn't there. I don't know. But the Joss I knew, you know, and again, doesn't mean anyone like that to other people. Right. Today. And that I could be know, completely genuine. I feel like there were probably cracks in it, like little things that would happen here and there that as life goes on and, and things happen in personal and professional ways, it, you know, he probably has become a different person. Um, well, I feel like he does have know, a lot of devotion and support from the people who worked with him back when, hey, for the most can, part. Mm. But that doesn't mean he's the same guy now. You can still be a decent person but your behavior is unacceptable at whatever point you know you're 
the way you oh, were true. You know, well, like, like yeah. He's, there are stories from his Buffy days yeah. and Angel days. You, it's not hard to find cast members that had mm-hmm. issues with mm-hmm. him. And if you talk to anyone who worked on either one of those shows, I have a feeling that you would be able to get some stories to to back this stuff mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, but I think yeah, if he if he if you're one of his people, you yeah, there's a good chance you never see it, or he's right. at least of not course. directed towards yeah. you. Right. Um. So, speaking of Batwoman from Jeff Johns, <laughs> who seems like a stand-up guy, but we're not, we're just going to take the show for something different just... because we are so excited to see Davicia <laughs> Leslie, yes, uh, as Batwoman tonight, tonight, guys. Oh so we won't be able to oh my God. on Tuesday. Which we'll is... talk about it next week. Right? Yes. Yeah. So we are recording on Sunday. So yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're listening to us on Tuesday, don't go looking for Batwoman Sorry. on the TV tonight. Yeah, it's it's coming. It? It'll give us a week to have yeah. like sink in, yeah. and we'll have notes. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. So we do get a little an article here from Entertainment Weekly about the Batwoman season two. Big bad Sophia, oh. Sophia, Sophia. Did they say it? Okay. And no, new and a new first look. Yeah. So Batwoman, Batwoman showrunner Carolyn Dries. Is it dry? Or dry? God. Okay. I need to figure this stuff out before. We... <laughs> oh, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Dry. It's hard. It's dry. Yeah, it's tough. And actor Shivani Guy preview Sophia's <laughs> long-awaited introduction and complicated relationship with Alice. So I think we touched on this mm. a little bit last week, how there was a lot of, chem- quote, chemistry of whatever you want to make of it. But they definitely yeah. had um, some sparks flying of some kind. Um, so... <laughs> She plays the uh, Shivani guy, plays the queen of Koreana. And this is from the comics. I'm not familiar with the comics. Um, Same. Don't know. Already in last season, we've heard of this person. And Alice is clearly scared of her or she shudders every time that this person is mentioned or if she knows she's kind of this big boss that's been, we see a lot of these other bad guys, but really she's, running the show behind the scenes and Alice seems to be terrified of that. So this season we get to finally learn why there's this bad blood, um, what happened, how they know each other, the role that, you know, they played in each other's lives to really get to this. They're both super villains to some extent. Um, Mm -hmm. So the dangerous ruler uh, of the Island Coriana, Sophia is, Primarily concerned with guarding the desert rose, a rare flower mm. with special healing po- properties grown on the island, and has a coterie of mercenaries at her beck and call. So, mm. I guess she's—I don't really know. I don't know about this desert rose. How if someone is threatening to get this flower? What's going on here? I think, of course, it's all going to be explained. Question: mm-hmm. When? Mary's mom, Kat, her name's Catherine, right? Mary's mom? Yes. She died? Yes. I, I should remember that name. <laughs> when she when she is poisoned, didn't Alice give her oh. like some sort of desert rose serum or something? Something to that effect. Yes. They were both poisoned, right? I think Mary took it, like her mother and sister that she took it. I think, isn't that, a, I think that is that okay. flower, okay. I think. Okay. If I get that right, I'm going to be so impressed. Special <laughs> healing properties. I think that's yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Cool. So. Connections. We'll see. Connections. Yeah. And I guess Alice mm. knows her. It's kind of like reminds me of Arrow back on the island where 
you know, everybody, <laughs> you know, Sarah Lance got trained on the island. And there's like a lot of people on that <laughs> random remote island that that's how they got to be like, badass, you know, mercenary types. Sounds what like a the, fun maybe island. it's the same island. Who knows? <laughs> uh, okay. So that's, and her costumes look beautiful. Mm. Um, of, you know, of course, She's very attractive by all the societal norms of measuring attractiveness. (laughs) On a CW show? Really? (laughs) So, I'm cool with that. I wonder if we see her as early as the first episode. I wonder if she just kind of pops up and... Yeah, maybe we we get a little... Taste, but I don't, or yeah. do you think they'll maybe ease Javicia and get a little more developed? Oh, that's story, true. That's you know, true. Because we still got to learn how that all happens. That makes yeah. sense. So, all right. I'm out. excited. We're going to find out tonight. We don't have to wait very long. So I know. I'm super freaking excited. Uh, this is cool. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fun to have another, another show to talk about mm-hmm. every week. Cool. All right. Well, uh, when we come back, now Tara, you have to leave now because uh, Wendy mm. and I are going to talk about WandaVision. Oh, do I have to and sit in the corner? You, or, yeah, I do. Didn't have a chance sit in the to watch it. I told, but you're going to watch it. I told a friend that I watch it, and then I don't want to be that friend that's like, hey, wait to watch it with me. And then I watch it, and then I'm a jerk. So listen, you are a loyal and good friend, and I think that is admirable. But we're punishing you, so okay. you have to go. <laughs> Fair enough. Turn off your headphones, and uh, we're gonna. Wendy and I are gonna talk about Wandavision, and then we'll come back, and we'll we'll tell you when you can come back. Yes. Okay. <laughs> can I have wine at least? You can have whatever you want. Okay. And we're back without Tara. <laughs> <laughs> whatever will we do? I don't know. We'll just have to get through this. We have each other, Wendy. We can do this. <laughs> well, so we both watched the first two episodes of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Now, when I when I clicked, you know, you go to, to Disney Plus and there's the banner, and WandaVision was on there. I clicked it. It sent me to this other Legends show. Did that happen to you? No, but I, you know, I was not physically calling up the show myself. My Got it. my roommate friend in Texas. Uh, I'm in Texas now, and she was Got it. controlling her own TV setup. So I don't know what well, she did. Well, what was cool is that it, it takes. Well, for me, it took me to this what they're calling Marvel Studios Legends, and it was like a seven minute recap of each of the characters of Wanda and Vision. Really? So I was like, oh, okay. Remember, this is how Wanda is first introduced, and this is how they meet. It's like it was like, okay, cool. It's I a need nice that refresher. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll have to look for that. I wouldn't mind watching that. It's really smart. That um, is smart. Because my friend so who I, wa- uh, I watched it with, I don't think she's seen anything past the first Avengers. I don't know. I don't. Oh how, how do you not keep up? I don't know. So <laughs> she didn't even know who these people were. So that's I can't imagine that helps much when you're watching the show, but. Did she enjoy it? Yeah, I think she did. Probably not as much as okay. I did because I, she's okay. just not as fluent in all things Mar- Marvel and Avengers. And, sure. But I think she enjoyed it in some extent. So, Well, that's good. Yeah. That says something. Yeah. So what did you think? Let's just talk about the first one. Okay. But, oh, I mean, what was your first... Uh, so it's, so this first episode's in black and white. Mm-hmm. And it's in the four by three aspect ratio, which I thought was really fun. Yeah. It's like old school. Old school. You know what? I don't even think I realized that until you just said that. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Didn't even know. And so, you know, it's it's got that fifties. Look legit fifties. Legit fifties uh-huh. like sitcommy feel. Yeah. Um, and just like after watching the trailer, it's like I don't know what's happening or why they're here. I have ideas. I have theories. Sure. Based on oh sure what you know we'll get into as far as like what what else you see in the episodes and uh an article i read about easter eggs ah oh cool yeah i should re- i should have read that <laughs> well i didn't you know there's there's so many deep easter eggs that that are through this that um but i mean first of all i love the episode i, I think it's fun and i especially think it's i love the idea that they're doing this like t- old tv sitcom type of format with it yeah but you know based on other previews you've seen there's there's a lot more going on yeah there's coming there's something coming and even at the end of the episode so far you've seen the hint of something else oh going on so i love it i'm intrigued i'm you know for two characters that i honestly didn't care that much about watching the films i'm Mm -hmm. on board i love it i love them yeah it's really fun and i would love to know how they came up with this idea well, here's a Just here's really a thing. Clever and original. Well, here's here's an idea I saw in the article. I and I I'm going to sound as normal like I don't know what I'm talking about, but it it just referenced cuz I don't know the comics, but and it it had reference to I believe a comic story with these characters that was like Wanda and I can't remember the situation, but had conjured up a world where they were like living happily ever after in her, because like her mm-hmm. mind controls all these things. Mm-hmm. So if that is something that has been, ha- had been done in the comics where she's able to sort of create this world in her mind of them together that I could see that they went with that. And then, you know, I don't know if she's under duress somewhere. She's captured somewhere. I mean, is this set? Right. I don't even remember what happened to them in the films. Did they didn't he get that stone ripped out of his head? Like, it's is Vision even he technically did. alive? No, he he was destroyed. Okay, in that is first she alive? Infinity, she is. Okay, she made it to the end. So either yeah. this is something where she is conjuring up the life they never had, um, or she is, or this is set at some other time before all that happened. Or she's being held captive. Well, in this yes, sort of captive alternate reality. Right. Type thing. So she is um, conjuring up this, and you know, it makes sense based on things that maybe that made her happy in her past. The happiness of sitcoms, where nothing ever is horribly wrong. So yeah. I, th- I think that I mean, my guess is that that has something to do with it. She's, con- you know, and I think when they're lying at the end of them, like something like to her like hang on wanda or something i forget what the line at the end of one of the episodes yeah was, the but, line is like who's doing this to you yes wanda? yeah who's doing so this that's you? why i feel like she's she's retreating to this in her head or something or someone's doing something. Mm-hmm. but like i don't know if there was much in the well like the first episode you know that it was like very dick van dyke and they had the boss and his wife over and it, right. they're like so how long have you been together where are you from or where'd you meet or whatever yeah and they have no clue they had no idea. And they didn't know how to handle that. And then, like... Yes. And I've also read the neighbor, the neighbor who comes over. Yes. Um, is There's a theory she's based on a character that was from the comics. Um, oh, okay. But... So I think there's a lot of things that are going to be very key in these, like... Especially if you really know the comics. You know, they had the... Ad- You'll be able to pick stuff out, maybe. Yeah, both of them had commercials. One was for yeah. uh, the toaster... That's right, Toast Meat 2000? Yeah. <laughs> and then yes. 
Uh, and then one for like a watch, like and have the name Strucker involved and Hydra and, and the exactly. Struckers, like Hydra. the Struckers was uh, the show, The Gifted. They were the Struckers. You know, the Strucker, Strucker name is big in the whole Marvel uh, oh, okay. world. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, there's a whole lot to, and then there are, t- there, there are references like, okay, well, is there, much, what else is there to unpack in there? In the first episode. So, so this first episode is, it's, you know, there are these like little clues and layers in, uh, baked in that, that you're saying, but it, it's like a legitimate half hour mm-hmm. cheesy plot. The boss is coming over for dinner. <laughs> yeah. She's got to cook dinner and she's using magic when she can. And, you know, uh, it's all very kind of formulaic. There's some funny, I like legitimate funny stuff. Yeah, but yeah. And, you know, intertwined is all this, like, what is actually happening? And they there's glitches every now and then mm-hmm. where they're like, what, what, you know, what's going on? And then the, and I love the, the, the boss's wife is Mary Jo Rupp from yes. that 70s show. So much fun. Yeah. Love her. Why isn't she working more? And the husband starts to choke. And the wife is saying, uh, what is she saying? Like, stop it or, or yeah. you know, cut it out. Yeah. And she says it over and over. And she's like got a smile, but yet her face gets increasingly <laughs> yes. more like distress. Like it's almost in this happy yeah. sitcom world. This can't be happening. Please stop it. Please make it, you know. Exactly. And yeah. it was kind she's, of a creepy moment. It was. Yeah. And Vision and Wanda are just kind of staring at each other. And Wanda finally says, Vision, help him. Mm-hmm. And so he reaches into his throat. Basically through. So yeah, through his, <laughs> through his not throat. Not into his mouth. Just straight through the throat. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. As a, and, you know, saves him. He jumps up. like, well, this has been great. Yeah. Thank you so much for dinner. You've got and a great feature with this company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, through that, they, you're right. They don't remember any details of their lives together. Um, and there's something off. There's something not right. And they're kind of starting to kind of put that together. Mm-hmm. And so at the very end, it's the two of them, you know, very cute. Like there's the heart kind of shaped thing. The camera's pulling back. But then the camera pulls back through this old television. And it looks like we're in, it looks like a like some sort of broadcast. You yeah. probably fam- recognize some of this equipment. It's like a broadcast type setup with someone making notes yeah. in a notebook. And I didn't recognize the logo on the notebook. Did you read anything about that? Is that? It's not Hydra. It's, it's got to be something. Was it, okay, there was a logo that popped up in the second episode. And people were saying it was, I think it was called Sword, sword or Storm. And it's... Um, it, did, yeah, it was like a sword yeah. in a circle Okay, that Because that yeah. shows up a lot in the second episode. So there's something going on with this group. Um, so is that an established thing? Apparently, yes. Okay. And I will check with research. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure Marvel fans right now are going, you guys, are I know. So and we apologize. And here's the thing. I mean, look, I, I'm in Texas. It's a busy time. I do plan to watch this, <laughs> these again and look more into it. I just have not had the time to Wendy, do so. Wendy, do not, do not apologize. Yeah. Well, we're doing this. We're doing this for free. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is free entertainment. It's okay. Here it is. It's the logo for an organization called sword which is basically mm. the outer space version of S.H.I.E.L.D. intended to defend a- Earth from alien threats. So that is ah. the, lo- the logo, I guess. I didn't even see it on the notebook. And yeah. the, um, okay. But it shows up in the next episode. There's a beekeeper. There's the little yeah. helicopter that we'll get into. Um, yeah. And I, I, forget, there's, I think there was another place. But 
yeah, so it's there's something going on with this sword group. There's something going on. Yeah, but so so the the first episode ends. We're looking over someone's shoulder. It seems like at at this yes. episode of Wandavision that they've just watched. It looks like there's some broadcast equipment around them, and they you know, we can hear uh, like helicopters and gunfire. I think. Mm. See so again. I need to rewatch this. I watched it once, yeah. but I feel like there's so many, and I feel like this is a show too. Once we're done with it. You can rewatch it, and you're going to know yeah, what they were doing. Well, I love those kind of things. Yeah. By the way, SWORD Same. is the Sentient World Observation Response Department. So, okay, uh, sure. That makes sense. For nerds like us that want to know these things. Um, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so something, you know, it looks like, are they, is this some way they're watching what's going on in Wanda's mind? Right. Um, or are they creating what we're seeing? Or there's that, true. Maybe they're yeah. kind of putting her in this fake world. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So much to think of. <laughs> uh, okay, so episode two. Um, We've moved did you to notice mm-hmm. Exactly. You, I'm sure you noticed it's a different intro. Yes. And it's a different house. Yeah. So it seems to me like maybe the first episode was, it was, it was the 50s sitcom. Yeah. And now we're into the 60s sitcom. Yeah. So maybe it's by decade where each, maybe each decade we get closer to. I believe so. Yes, I believe so. Because they have, um, yes, definitely. It kind of had that, it kind of had that, but, and I can't remember what bewitched bedroom looked like, but it reminded me of the Petrie's bedroom from uh, Dick Van Dyke Dyke with the separate beds, but everything else was very much bewitched and the fashion was different in the whole bit. So um, yeah, we've moved up. The living room in the first one was very Petrie. Oh, that was definitely Dick Van Dyke. Uh, and then this one, I think it was definitely bewitched. So it's, um, yeah, so it's awesome. It's all, yeah, they're in, in separate beds as they did back in the day. (laughs) Sure. Um, and then there's a noise, a scary noise outside, like, uh, like a banging or something. Yeah. Big, big sounds going on, which she, and he's very scared. Vision seems, (laughs) he was kind of scared of this. Um, so she finally decides I'm going to take a look, which means she's, does her little hand and the curtains open and there's a tree branch banging on the window right which in theory is the cause of the sound but who knows <laughs> um but yeah she it's very oh yeah there and then they, we find out they're rehearsing like a magic act that's right for the town talent show for the for the kids glamour illusion and glamour which that even though those names are from a comic Okay. From something else. They, everything in here, like how, almost all these things that have names or people, like there's a lot, of, it's a lot of it is just drawn from comics. That's awesome. So there's all sorts of stuff to find if you know what you're looking for. And, I, and they even said they, I think the front of the, the whatever disappearing box thing, armoire, oh, yeah. whatever, oh. it's reminiscent of the stone that I think was in. Vision. Okay. There's something. Okay. I, yeah, I want to read more articles and go back and rewatch it when I have time. Because <laughs> so there's like a there's, lot to find. It seems like there's no random choices here. It's all very Not deliberate many. and set up, and we should know them if we were bigger nerds. Well, you know, hey, I think we're pretty big nerds, but this is <laughs> we deep. are. This is <laughs> it is pretty deep. Yeah, I mean, I I've never been a big Marvel Avengers type person until the film, so I do not know the comics. I basically know what they show me in the films. Same. So sorry. <laughs> so the next day, I think. Wanda, did she hears the noise again? Something, something draws her. Yeah, outside. I think so. Yeah, and uh, and she finds something in the bushes—a toy helicopter. 
But more yeah. importantly, uh, an in-color toy helicopter. Yeah. It's like red and gold, which immediately yeah. made me think of Iron Man. But Same. But I so think I don't know. the logo, that sword yeah. logo is on that thing, right? Yes, on the it is the okay. sword logo. And she doesn't know what that's all about. Um, and then I feel like her neighbor comes up and she kind of hides the helicopter. And I forget the name of the character and the actress, but she is so fun. Oh my God. She's great. Uh, I'm looking it up. Is it like Dolores or something? No, it's like, it's either Agnes or Agatha. It's because it's, it's not the same name as the character from the comics, but it is similar. It is. I'm going to look it up now because she is great. She's the perfect, she (laughs) is the perfect like nosy next door neighbor. Yeah. Wacky uh, nosy next door neighbor. Um, it, it is uh, Agnes. Agnes, and okay. I feel like maybe in the comic it, the character is known as Agatha or something. Okay. I feel like, but they're Got saying it. they really think this is who this person is. Okay. Um, and so she shows up, and it's not. It seems like they are gonna. They're walking to uh, another neighbor, Dottie, who is the sort of she kind of runs the town. Emma Caulfield she, from back Emma in the Caulfield, from, yeah. From, Buffy the Vampire yeah, Slayer. Yeah, really I looked fun. her up during the time because I thought she seemed familiar. Yeah, that's so great. She's great. Uh, yeah, love her, and she was perfect. And so yeah. they're gonna go and talk about this talent show. They're on the talent show committee. They're gonna go. It looks like they're by the pool, community pool, maybe to have this meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the idea is that this Dottie person. Everyone's trying to impress Dottie because she could kind of ruin your social status in town if you do anything wrong. And um, uh, that's where Wanda befriends Geraldine, I think is her name, one of the neighbors who will will come into play during this talent show later. So it's Geraldine, right? Yes. She goes at this point by Geraldine. She's not just Geraldine. Right. I think I know who she is. Yes. Well, I know because I've read the <laughs> articles about the fact they cast this person as who they cast. And I don't know. Do we want to say who it is at this well, point? Just wait. We don't have to. There's been hints in when they, when they, before, before the show came out, they were talking about, okay, this character is going to, this, the grown up version of this character is going to show up in this right. show. I assume and that's who Jared is. It is her. Is. It okay. is her. I mean, look, I'm looking at IMDb. And let me just tell you, because I'll go to the little cast and it has their little pictures. And, and just, <laughs> I'm not going to go any further. Or I'll just start going by episode. Because then, like, just to the right, I see other actor people oh. and their characters. And I don't want to go any further. Because okay. I don't want to know who else might be coming up casting or character-wise. I want to be well, surprised. Then, so well, I'm not going to stop looking. We'll leave it at that. And we won't, we won't. But I do see this know... person. And if it is, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you want to know who this person is, it's not hard to figure it out. No. And we, we won't say it because maybe somebody doesn't know and we don't want to spoil you during the spoiler <laughs> session. I'm kinda, I kind of wish I didn't know, <laughs> but I mean, I, I've known for a long time that they talk about this character. Yeah, so. exactly. I'm all same good. thing. It's fun. So she befriends Geraldine and at the same time, Vision is meeting with the, the, the men yeah. in the town to talk about safety and neighborhood watch, which they do not talk about at no. all. Which is really funny. They're, they're gossiping as much as the women are. And Vision accidentally swallows a piece of gum. 
Which I like the way they had a cartoon illustration of gum going into was, his gears <laughs> and gumming up his system. It was, that really was pretty funny. funny. Yeah. Okay. Very clever. Which in, you don't really see the effect of the gum while he's at the meeting, but you kind of, he has no. this look like, oh, something, right? Which you realize later it's, he's drunk. It basically yes. makes him drunk. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, and then we 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 go back to Dottie and Wanda. Wanda help, is helping clean up. It's just the two of them, and there's music playing over the radio. And Wanda hears this message for the, I think for the first time, and I think it says Wanda, who's doing this to you? Mm, okay, or who's done this to you, or something like that. And while that's during this this during that moment, Dottie breaks a glass in her hand. Yeah, it was her, a kind of interesting. We'll see there. Yeah, her blood is red. It's, yeah. It's again, we see color in this black and white show. Interesting. And it's and I remember they had the, I can't remember the whole conversation, but I remember um Wanda saying something like, We're not here to hurt you, or we're we're not you don't have to fear us, or something. It was some line that Yeah. Almost like this acknowledging we're we're not who you think we are we're not here to hurt you though so then i can't remember the exact dialogue but i remember thinking it was a cool scene and Dottie almost has this look like she's in some way aware of what's happening yeah yeah it's, like, it's pretty cool whatever scene. whatever uh, like the veil is slowly opening like the you know the the line between what's real and what isn't is slowly yeah breaking down maybe by the way uh going back to like this whole when they were talking about the talent show earlier they keep saying it's for the children in almost that's this right. cult-like way. And then, <laughs> yes. again, that's an Easter egg that I read. That, and I don't know if it's... There was some other something to do with children in some capacity in the WandaVision story, I think. That they didn't... Okay. They were speculating this for the children thing could have been some sort of reference. So, again, okay. I'm going to do more research. Apologies. No research. It's, it's um, like each episode of the show is like a puzzle. It really is. Which yeah, is... It's interesting. I, I love that so much. I do uh, too. It's fun. Yeah. So we'll see. So, I'm guessing we'll see more of Dottie. I hope so. I hope we do anyway. So much fun. Yeah, she was good. Uh, so then there's the commercial, the watch commercial that you mentioned. It's uh, Strucker seems Strucker. to be the, the, yeah. the brand. Hydra. And then there's the Hydra. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm sure we'll figure that out. And then we go to the, to the talent show. We see everybody's acts and uh, it's their turn. <laughs> and yeah. Vision's not there. So he show he finally st- he stumbles his way on t- <laughs> on stage. Very drunk. <laughs> And or so, yeah, I guess drunkish looking. Yeah, I guess the gum, yeah, affects his machinery and makes him act drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is like the worst magician ever. <laughs> he's well, he's doing real things. He's floating in the air. That's true. <laughs> he's lifting a piano that he shouldn't be able to lift. And it, I like, I really like this. I thought it was clever. Like, it was and then cute. Wanda's off to the side, like conjuring up a rope and pulley that she exposes. Like, oh, that's how he's doing. The crowd's like, oh, oh, oh I see the trick. And then yes. with the piano, she goes and takes it and make, turns it into just a, a false front piano, like a board yeah, with a stick like a instead of a real piano. And then they're like, oh, yes. look what you did. And so it's kind of <laughs> like she's sort of single-handedly saving him from exposing them. And was, exactly. okay, was the wife, was what's her name from 70s show? She was in the she crowd, was, right? She was. Okay. But, All right. but uh, her husband, Mr. Hart, was not there. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yes. So... Uh, it it um they think it's been they think it's gone horribly wrong. Uh, uh, Wanda figures out what's going on, so she gets the gum out, and oh, they're like, "Okay." But before that, though, before that, 
Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the, what was it, Geraldine. So they bring out the box at the end. Oh, that's right. And he's all drunk. And so he like kind of <laughs> does this abracadabra thing on the side of the box. And I guess it shakes like something just appeared on the box. And it was supposed to be her going into the box and disappearing. But something right. appears and they don't know what it is, I think, was the thing. And she did a little magic or whatever she does. And all of a sudden it's Geraldine in the box. So I don't know if something else had come in there and she just changed it to Geraldine. I don't know. I'm going to, it's a sequence I want to rewatch or if he is the one that actually conjured up Geraldine in the box. But so they open the doors and Geraldine's like, I don't know how I got in this box. And then afterwards she was like, so I don't know. Like I was backstage and the next thing you know, I was in the box. How did y'all do that? And I don't even remember what she said. Like, I think they just played it off or something. Like, like, oh, we'll never tell. We'll yeah. never tell. Right. So that might be a little, you know, with Geraldine. Right. She might. And I don't know what that up. leads to, but yeah. yeah, in fact, it was her. And because, yeah, she was in this, but she didn't do anything that would make you think she was anything more than a one-off character in this episode. So we'll see totally. how they bring her back in or if this, this experience with them plays into anything, but yeah. So anyway, so then they win the award for best comedy performance because everybody thought it was just a big gag, mm-hmm. which works out. Phew, saves, you know, they're saved. Uh, so they go home and they're having a nice moment on the couch and they, okay, let's, let's, go, let's get out of here. So they stand up and all of a sudden, Wendy, Wanda's pregnant. How did this happen? <laughs> it happened very quickly. Yeah. She's uh, a few <laughs> months, uh, several months in actually. Got a little belly. Yeah, she's um, showing. Yeah. And she and even says, I think she says, is this, ha- is this real? Is this really happening? Something like that. Mm. Mm. And then they hear is it? noise. We don't know. We don't know. We have no idea. They hear a noise and they go outside and, and Vision's like, if it's that darn tree again. So he goes <laughs> out, out front and they hear, they hear something else and they realize there's a manhole cover down the road. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. opening. And some some someone climbs out of it. It's a beekeeper. It's a beekeeper, and there's bees around the beekeeper. And he has <laughs> the the sword logo That's on right. him. And the, this beekeeper turns around and kind of makes eye contact, I guess, sort of mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And then Wanda does something. Wendy, what does Wanda do? I forgot. You're going to have to tell me. <laughs> I mean, I kind of know. I kind of know, but I don't remember the details. So. She somehow is able to rewind. Right. That's right. Where, you know, the scene that they're in. Yeah. To back. That's right. They're back, That's they're back right. inside. Okay. And they're talking about the pregnant, like her being pregnant. And she says, this is happening. Is this, is this really happening? And then this time when she says that same line, nothing, there's no door, you know, uh, there's no noise. Uh, so th- somehow she's been able to avoid yeah. that happening in this this version of reality, and then everything goes in- into color. Yeah, yes, slowly. It was kind of cool. Like he he changes, and then like it's like this big pan around the room. Everything starts yeah. slowly changing into color. Yeah, yeah. And then I wrote down who's doing this to you, Wanda. I think I feel like we hear it again. I think it was as it like again it backs out of the TV and you're back Got in it. that little screen area and someone I think someone said it then. Got it. So there you go. So lots of questions. Oh, by the way, the beekeeper, the actor yes. playing the beekeeper, someone screen grabbed his face 
And they're saying they believe it's an actor who has been cast as uh, some other character or rumored to be cast. And uh, yeah, so that the beekeeper person, there might be a reason we got a good look at his or fairly good look at his face. Um, Okay. But yeah, I don't know what bees have to do anything or beekeeper or yeah, I like how she just reversed it and made it not happen. So I, you know, this is one of those shows that there's (laughs) a, I love these shows. I'm a sucker for this crap where they're in this existence I guess several different existences over the different decades of TV, but there's yeah. a bigger thing going on. And then there's clues popping in. There's like brushes with reality in there. And I am all in on this. And for two characters, I didn't even care that much about in the films. I'm like, I'm sold. I like it. They're great. Um, very excited yeah, to see. Just fun, fun to watch them. Yeah. I, I'm very, it's very, they're great at the whole sitcom stuff. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it's, I'm very interested when I have the time to like rewatch these also look for more of the articles about like, what are we seeing and what does it mean? And what is it referencing? Totally. Um, and but it, I, it's a quick yeah. watch. It's like a th- oh, know, half yeah. hour, half yeah. hour watch. I didn't even know that they released two episodes. I'm glad they did. Cause after the first one, I was ready to watch another right away. Totally. Yeah. So. This is very, this will be a very easy show to binge. If you're going to wait till they're all oh, out, yeah. this would, you could get through this very quickly. And why wait though? Just, I don't know. Go on the ride. Do do the weekly thing. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's fun and to look forward co- to something. It's a collective experience. We can all we can all do this. Yeah, together. yeah. I mean, to me, they're they're starting off like Mando for uh, for Star Wars. Like they're they're doing some good stuff, and I like that they. I feel like they probably, as opposed to a multi million dollar feature film. They feel like they can take more chances with the TV shows. I don't think they would ever do this concept in a film. They would probably have a more standard, straightforward yeah. action movie if they did something with these two characters or whatever. But here on TV, they're like, you know what? Let's screw with it. Let's let's do some yeah. weird mystery with different sitcom. I mean, then that, of course, works because you're watching on TV. But um, I think TV kind of lessens the the pressure to, to do what they know an audience will like. And it, it allows them to try, you know, like Mandalorian was kind of just such a different feel from all the star Wars we'd have uh, had mm-hmm. up till then, you know, and a hero whose face you never see. And this is like two characters that weren't even that big in the movie. I mean, I guess they were, I guess they were at some point, they but were, it wasn't but Iron Man or something. It exactly. Was, they weren't part of the original Avengers. No. And let's take them instead of stick them in the show. That's got a weird concept where they're in sitcoms that most of probably the current audience of the Avengers films, <laughs> they weren't around to see. They've probably never yeah. watched. So I love it. I'm digging it. Yeah. It's really, it's really fun. And uh, just, yeah, we'll definitely keep watching it and we'll keep talking about it. And yeah, can't recommend it enough. A lot of fun. It's nice to have something to look forward to again every week. Oh my gosh. Isn't I know it? Mandalorian's gone. Yeah, Mando gone. Batwoman comes back uh, on That's the true. evening of this recording. That's so right. We'll later get to today, that so. later. But um, yeah, and uh, hopefully at some point we'll learn one of my own who's coming back. But as of now, <sighs> at least Adventure. we have WandaVision. We have WandaVision. And it is worth worth the price of admission, which is free unless you have, you know, if you have Disney+. Plus. <laughs> exactly. All right, great. So... Let's uh let's get Tara back in here. She's she's allowed to come back and when Tara, we come back Tara, wake up. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna close out the episode. All right, and we're back. All right, Tara, you can come back in now. All right. <laughs> Had a lot of wine over there while you guys were talking about this. <laughs> uh so we had talked about 
watching the prom for this week's discussion, but because of some things that were shuffling around, we decided let's do WandaVision instead because it's it's just out. It's more current and, you know, it's definitely everywhere people are talking about it. So we switched it out. So next week we might talk about the prom or we might talk about WandaVision and Batwoman. Right. That might take up. I feel like Batwoman's going to be a deep dive of unpacking of you know, I mean, we could just do, we could just, maybe we don't do nerd news. Maybe we just do prom yeah. Wanda and Batwoman. Maybe. Okay. Unless there's just huge news, which yeah, we usually can wait. That's true. I guess everyone will have to wait and find out. I can see like a, a Winona 4B announcement and trailer. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and then that just blows everything else out of the water. <laughs> then we'll go frame by frame. Um, so, so next week, who knows? We'll, we'll find out. It'll be like a surprise. What we're yeah. going to talk about. Uh, and a quick shout out. So remember last week we talked about our new website and you can leave a voicemail, but you can also buy us some beer. You can buy us beers. And guess what, guys? We have a couple of, actually three rounds of beers have been have been sent our way. So shout out to Emily, Cynthia, and Tara. Thank you so much Woo! for the beer. Thanks. Thanks. We appreciate the love. So thank you for doing that. If you go to our website, SheNerdsOut.com. You can, uh, you could buy us some beer. You can leave us a voicemail. It's sort of the hub of mm-hmm. the snop. So go, go and check it out. And we another great it. thing about the voicemail is that we will be able to know what your name sounds like if we are unable oh, to, yeah. uh, you know, because we want to get it right. And let's be honest, most of the times we don't, and we're not proud of that. So even if you send us an email, then you're like, hey, you don't want to leave him a voicemail and be like, this is how you pronounce my name. Don't screw it up. I've given you all the resources to not screw it up. Exactly. That's a good point, Taryn. Think about that. So smart. Yeah. And thank you, AK. Thank you, Mish. Mish. Oh my gosh, Mish. I don't want to get it wrong. See, Mish. okay. Mish. I think it's okay. Mish. Uh, for all the great gameplay, that we we're very excited. I mean, that takes time. They were so in depth. Really appreciate it. We do appreciate it. We're definitely going to use, we're going to build off of what you guys have given us. And if anyone else out there has any ideas or has an idea to how do we can hybrid this together, uh, you could send us an email. <laughs> at SheNerdsOut at gmail.com or you go to the website. You can contact us through the website. You can leave us a voicemail if you want to do that. Or you can write us or write us on whatever. Like us, follow <laughs> yeah, us what, on like... Instagram and uh, Facebook at SheNerdsOutPodcast. And we've always got the Twitter at SnopOdcast1D. And I, I have to uh, bring up something we've been uh, remiss on mentioning in this uh, recording okay. today. Uh, yeah. We Before we go, we mentioned Betty White, born today, age yeah. ninety nine. Yeah, James Earl Jones, birthday today, oh, ninety. Mm. The voice of Darth Vader and Indeed. Mufasa Ooh, and Mufasa. countless other characters and voices. This is CNN. I mean, he's done <laughs> right. it all. You know. <laughs> Happy birthday, James Earl Jones. Still got it. Baseball. <laughs> yeah, he's um James Earl Jones, man, ninety. Legend. He's a legend. Legend. As well. Absolute legend. Good so. day to be born today. Well, you know, it's like how how can you how can you lose if you're born if you share a birthday with James Earl Jones and Betty White? Forget it. You're good. You're set. It's a good day. It's a good day to be guess born. Guess what we're gonna have good next day. week too? What? A new president officially. Yay! <laughs> applause, applause, applause. Assuming the country isn't burned oh, down no, by no, its own. No, but, but no, no, we're all going to be great. No, it's going to be We'll great. be under new rule. Positivity. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's great. true. Good That's point. true. Woo. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a good week. Feel good. All right. <sighs> well, on that note. <laughs>
Yes. Were you waiting for something more? One more Um, thing. uh, That's it. All right. Are you gonna Are you gonna say the thing? She nerds out. 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 There we go. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like nerdy things.